This is, this is from B.J. Palmer's uh, Palmer's Law of Life. And the thing I really enjoy about this particular bit is that it talks about the beginning. So let's talk about the beginning. Um, so when we're talking about the beginning, like for me, my, the beginning in my book, the beginning is a baby, right? When we take care of babies. Uh, in the last three weeks, we've had three newborns come into the practice and uh, the reason they've come into the practice is all because the mom was pregnant with them uh, as they were getting adjusted and then after they got adjusted uh, after they had the baby of course they brought the baby in to get checked <clears throat> so we saw three <clears throat> gorgeous little newborns the last couple of weeks and it's so exciting for not just myself but for the interns for them to take care of this little baby of to, to check them to see all the stuff that we've been talking about here and to make it real, like that to me is the, is the greatest beginning. So that's the first <clears throat> beginning. The second beginning that I love talking about is pregnancy, right? Pregnancy, like we're, we're getting two in one. So it's so cool to adjust a pregnant mama. Last week, uh, we had a pregnant mama who wanted to have a VBAC and, she's, and she said uh, to me, uh, she just went into the doctor's office uh, that day, she's 30, eight weeks and the doctor said I think we should induce you because um, you know you're, you're older and uh, you know you're, you're kind of gaining a little bit too much weight so I think the baby might be a little bit too big so let's you know consider inducing you like you know now instead of waiting you know for labor and she's like no I want this is a VBAC I'm doing a VBAC that's how it started last time it started last time with getting induced and being coerced into doing that and then I need to be induced and now oh, now it's not progressing so now I need Pitocin, now I, that, that's not progressing, now I need epidural and then I'm having a, a C-section. So you know, I talk with her and I, <laughs> exactly Melissa, so, so the whole idea is, is you know, my job isn't just to adjust people, it's to give them some hope and I said you know, we have seen dozens of pregnant mamas have VBACs in the last several years. You are just as capable, you are young, you are strong, you're healthy, your pelvis has been in perfect position, um, you know, almost the whole pregnancy, so just go for it. Uh, and she texts us on Friday, and she said, uh, I'm, a, I'm sorry I can't make it to my appointment today, I'm having my VBAC. Like, how cool is that, right? And what she had said to us before, and when she left that last visit I saw her, before uh, she actually went into, into labor, was thank you so much you are you are like the place that gives me hope you are the place that makes me feel good i go to the doctor's office and i don't feel good about myself and that's what what our patients need our patients need to feel good about themselves and that's part of our issue of, of the issue i see that's happening in chiropractic because we've gotten so far away from making them feel good about themselves so into symptoms right and I'm, I'm not as concerned about symptoms. I tell all my interns, we do not ask the question. I know we have to do it at the university and, and the clinic and stuff. We do not ask the question, what's your pain scale between one and 10? That's not our first conversation. We don't ask, how are you feeling? That is not the first thing you say to someone. You say, good to see you. You're looking good today. How's the kids? You have a good weekend? Talk about something other than about their pain. And trust me, if there's a pain and there's a problem, they're gonna tell you about it. But you don't, but it, now in the clinic, you have to talk about it and that's fine because that's the job, right? You gotta learn this kind of stuff. But after that, you don't have to talk about this sort of stuff. 
right? You, you, you talk about what you want to in your practice, and in my practice, I don't want to talk about pain. I'm not really interested. You know, I know I see a lot of patients in pain, but that's not my focus, right? So that's the second. So the first beginning is a baby. The second beginning is a newborn. And the third beginning for me is, is a, a child with autism. And now you might say, well, how, how is a child with autism uh, a beginning? You know, they're older. They're three or five or seven. <clears throat> and the reason I feel that they're a beginning is because when you're dealing with it, especially a nonverbal child with autism, which is my favorite child to take care of, it's like having a baby in a bigger kid's body. You know, chronologically, they may, like this boy yesterday, seven years old. Chronologically, he might be seven years old, but neurologically, he's like a year old because he's not talking. So when you're looking at this, you're actually looking at like a baby in an older kid's body when you have a child that's nonverbal. And my job in that office is to, under, I want parents to understand this. My job when I take care of a child with autism is not to make them speak, right? And you can never have that as a goal. You can't write that, that's not a chiropractic goal, right? My job is to remove subluxations. My job is to remove the interference, the impediment that they are experiencing. I want to remove that <clears throat> so that they are the best expression of themselves. That's what I want of these kids. So when I look at a, a, a mom or a dad and they say, can you help get him to talk. I'm like, my job is just to connect him, right? My job is to connect. My he's a disconnected kid, as Dr. Melilla would say, one of my heroes and mentors in chiropractic. He's a disconnected kid, so my job is to connect that child, right? To, to connect him and so that he can experience the universe in a better way, right? So the kids who are nonverbal, a lot of them will end up starting to talk to some degree or another. The kids who are nonverbal, they will calm down. They will not have their violent episodes or outbursts like they used to. That to me is a beautiful thing because what we're doing is we're taking their chronological age and their neurological age and we're bringing it closer together, right? And that is to me the, one of the most amazing beginnings to watch, to witness. But here's a, a critical thing we have to do with kids who are on the spectrum and, and their parents is we have to tell them this is going to take time, right? They are patterned. Their body is used to a pattern. This kid is seven years old, as an example, and he's never spoken. And his, so his body wakes up and it clicks, clicks itself into a pattern of, I do not know how to, to speak, right? That's what it, it knows. And it is, knows it, and in, in the basis that I, we, we talk about this is learned helplessness. It is learned that it can't do something. The child has learned that they are not capable of talking, so they kind of give up on it. But we can't give up on it, and we have to just keep on pressing and pressing and pressing. And the reason chiropractic is so effective for these kids is because, uh, damn mask. Uh, the reason chiropractic is so effective for these kids is because it is a new and novel input that they are not used to and we're doing something different to their nerve system, and that will reconnect them. So yesterday, here's an example. We had a kid, nonverbal kid. He's like 16, uh, and he came in uh, to the office. And when he first came, he was 100% nonverbal, hadn't talked for years. Now he's talking a little bit, he's communicating, but he was, he was really heightened yesterday. He was really kind of in a very bad way. It was just amazing watching what happened to him during an adjustment. I could, you, we could hardly even get him to lie down, right? So he's, he's 
when I first met him, we used to adjust him seated because there was no way to get him to lie down. Finally, we're able to get him to sit on the bench and then to lie on the bench on his side and then finally to lie face down. So yesterday, he was kind of all over the place. He didn't want to lie down, but we finally got him to lie down. And by the time I was done doing the adjustment that we did, which is a combination of some activator, some network, some bioenergetics, some craniosacral uh, SOT kind of stuff, um, we did a whole bunch of different things. He just sat up like this and you can see he was like so calm. And I said, give me a high five, buddy. He gave me a high five. And it was, it was, and the mom's like, this is why we do what we're doing. This is why we come here because he is all like this and whatever you do, he calms him down because we reconnect him, right? When a kid is like this, right? You get a big 16 year old kid like this, right? That's hard to get that kid reconnected, right? But when we can reconnect him, now he can go back into the world and he can be a better person. He can be a better expression of himself. And to me, that's the most important thing that we do is we want to, we, that, what BJ was talking about, in my opinion, in this whole thing, this in the beginning, was we're trying to introduce him to himself, right? We're introducing that pregnant mom to themselves. We're introducing the child with autism to themselves. We're introducing the baby to themselves. A child who can't nurse, as an example, when you adjust their atlas, when you adjust their jaws, when you work on their cranium, and then suddenly they can start to nurse, the reason that they weren't nursing is because they didn't get, their brains didn't get that they have a jaw. Their brains didn't get that they have a nerve system that they can interact. And you teach them, this is your jaw, this is your neck, this is your vagus nerve, get all this stuff connected and that's what brings it all together, right? So that to me, the, the beginning is like every adjustment. Every adjustment is a new beginning. Every adjustment is an opportunity to take that child, to take that pregnant mama, to take that child with autism or ADHD or learning disorders or ear infections or back pain, and to take that person and reconnect them. And life, life tends to disconnect us, whether we're healthy or strong like we are or whether we're not as healthy or not as strong as some of our patients are. And what, what it does is it helps reconnect each of us. And that's why we keep on needing to get adjusted. Someone says, well, why do you have to keep on getting adjusted all the time? Right? Can I, can't I just do this once? I have someone call up and say, uh, I want you to adjust. I, 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 hurt, I fell down and hurt my tailbone, and I want you to adjust it and fix it. Actually, said, so I want you to crack it and fix it. And I said, because uh, my CEO was like, I don't know what to do with this guy. He doesn't quite understand what we do here. Uh, and I was like, OK, uh, you know, first off, I don't crack anything. Right? The only thing we crack here is an egg. So we don't crack stuff. So if you're just looking for a crack, th that's not what we do. You well, I just want it to be fixed. All right, well, I mean, I'm okay with that, but it's gonna take time, like, you know, it, it, but it just happened. So if it just happened, you could just fix it. I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but understand that when something, when you say it just happened, but you've got how many years of whatever it is underneath that, so it's gonna take a while to undo this. It's not just like a one-time thing. He said, well, I've been to the chiropractor before, and it's just like a one-time thing. I'm like, well, that's not what we do here. Well, but my friend referred me to you, and this is what I want. But that's not what I do. But, but this is what, he's like, but I just want one adjustment. And I don't want an exam. I just want you to come in and crack me. I said, I really appreciate what you're saying. I don't think I'm the chiropractor for you. He's like, I don't understand, but you're, my friend told me you're the best. I said I'm the best because I get great results because I follow what I do, right? If you want something else, you've got to go somewhere else to get that, right? I do my chiropractic my way, 
you want it your way, it's not wrong, it's not bad, it's just not what I do. Yeah, Victoria. So at this point, do you even educate what you do? Not on the phone. Oh, okay. Not on, yeah, this is all on the phone. So on the phone, I'm like, no. <laughs> Here, I say, here's, I have a couple of, if you, a couple of places around me, you want to go see them, go right ahead. It's, it's my pleasure. It's nice talking to you. And he's like, but, 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 but. I said, listen, I cannot help you unless you're willing to do it my way, right? I said, and I totally appreciate the way you want it to be done. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just not what I do. So understand, he, his beginning was, is going to be a different beginning. And he probably went to some other chiropractor who uh, some dock in the box, as I like calling it, and then he got one crack and he liked it. And that's fine, and that's his connection, but he's not going to keep on being connected. I want to live connected. I want my patients to live connected. And that is my goal, and I hope your goal too, when we talk about this, all, all this kind of stuff, is to living co a connected life is, a, is a, to me, like a much better life that we can offer our patients.